Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Dave, it's me, Dave. I know you want to shimmy in the sun with all your friends, but right now, (laughs) seriously, don't. Hang out from home where pants are optional. You can do it for America. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's patched all down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Rhythm Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. It is a Tuesday night, which means it is once again time for us to come together and bring you a fantastic edition of Chair Shot Radio. Chair Shot Radio is part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can hear exclusively at thechairshot.com. Always use your head. 
ChairShot.com, of course, is your home for the hardest-hitting wrestling news, reviews, opinions, and analysis, all done with the attitude you've come to know and love. For your one-stop shop, head on over to TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That was a bit of a lie to say that the only place you can listen to the show is at thechairshot.com because we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, all of your favorite podcast providers. We are there. You can even hit up our distribution partner over at raja.com and we're more than happy to have you listen to the show there as well. But of course, the easiest way is to just hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend, and you'll get it delivered right to your favorite podcasting device. All thanks to TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can follow me on social media at ChairShotGreg. Of course, you can follow the website at TheChairShot.com. Of course, I don't do this show alone. Nope. I got two amazing individuals who are willing to spare their time on a Tuesday evening to record Chair Shot Radio with me. The first of which, been doing that for damn near nine years, and he is at Wrestling Realist on the Twitter. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. Was that necessary? I was just John, just, just Johnny needed, idiot face. I needed a really sound bite out already to stop the other sound bite. That's all it was. It's just a sound yeah, bite. Right, right, right. To stop the other sound bite, and that's just. I was just random. I mean, it could have been anything. You're totally welcome. random. It just could have been anything at all. This is my yard now. But that's what I went with. And and yet I don't feel like it was all that random. I mean, you could be wrong. It's okay. It could be, but I'm not. You could sit there and you could have a little conversation with yourself. Dave, it's me, Dave. And and just determine what the, you know, or you could just just just, just believe whatever you want. Nice try, though. It's all good, Patrick O'Dowd. It's all good. Also on the right. program, not quite nine years, more like a year and a half ish. She's the ring announcer to the stars. You can find her on the Twitter, not the Twitter, what the hell am I saying, on the Instagram and the Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. There is an I in Miranda for the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. Hey, yo. We are awesome, aren't we? We are. I'm just. I'm gonna take a. You know, the power of positivity, Patrick. I mean, where would Greg be without us? He'd be doing his own podcast on Sunday nights. Yeah, pretty much. That that's also what you do. So, but you still need us. I do. We still have. What what do we say? Yeah, I do. I, I think do. he needs Adam Cole, baby. Well, I mean, he, yeah. everybody does, yes. Speaking of the, the show that comes out on Sunday nights, I have brought back 
the Greg DeMarco Show solo edition, the not really solo edition. Record a quick little take, do a little behind-the-scenes snippet. This week's behind-the-scenes was in the drive-thru at In-N-Out Burger. That was a lot of fun and explaining <laughs> the history behind Family Dinner Night and why I was in the drive-thru at In-N-Out Burger on a Friday evening. Those are fun, too. People have really enjoyed those. And in a great interview with Denise Salcedo and had a good time talking about her role as a freelance Hollywood reporter and a little bit about wrestling. But like I said, those interviews are not really wrestling-centric. And since then, uh, you know, we had Kevin Gill in week one, Denise Salcedo in week two. I now have like four people who have actually requested to be guests on on the show really at i believe at at the um advice of the first two guests i think there people are saying hey go do an interview with this guy so either i've got them all fooled or i'm doing something right i don't care which one it's they're both equally could be could be both yeah i was gonna say a little salt little pepper a little this a little that call it a day call it an interview little adobo little whatever other spices were in the Puerto Rican gift pack from several months ago on the hashtag Miranda show that I can't remember what I just remember the shanklatas is that what it's called when you hit somebody basically yeah just put adobo on everything and you're fine man yeah Yeah, you're fine it's kind of how it works you just never know I'm not yeah I'm not even bullshitting on that one I I know I know the kitchen So, yes, go check that out. Go check out The Greg DeMarco Show. Check out all the amazing podcasts here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Like Bandwagon Nerds. Like the hashtag Miranda Show, which we always talk about. Both of those at the end of the program. Pod is War. Right now, PC Tunney and Christopher Platt from Pod is War are doing special coverage of The Last Dance. Every Monday night, they come together and talk about the Michael Jordan specials. Go ahead and check those out. Really good stuff. You don't have to be a basketball fan to enjoy that. They are uh, very entertaining, and I do believe that you will like them. Here comes the big dog. We're going to have some fun today. I mean, you guys know the topic. You know I'm excited about the topic, so uh, it couldn't be any better. But before we do that, I wanted to, to, to bring something to the forefront, bring something to the people, and really finish a story that Patrick O'Dowd started on a recent edition <laughs> of Bandwagon Nerds, but, but didn't finish. So what I want to do first is play you guys a minute of, of what Patrick started to explain on bandwagon nerds and then we'll tell the story so you uh you guys get to oblige for a minute and six seconds and and listen to patrick start the story i'll take that as a yes i'm going to tell you all a story about how greg demarco decided he was going to be friends with me so when i moved out to connecticut i moved out to connecticut because i got hired at the university of connecticut as a residence hall director and Greg was already there. He'd been there, I think, a year, maybe two. I'm not sure. But they, it was one of those things that when you when you came in, the day, the, the Sunday before training, they would always do like a, an informal, informal social sort of thing. And you could kind of just show up and wear whatever you want. And I was a big Hot Topic shopper at the time and would buy their like plain black T-shirts with, with written phrases on them. And one of the shirts that I had was plain black with up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start done in the Nintendo controller signs right down to BA start. Now, 
Tony mentioned select. You only hit select if you were playing with a second player and you were tag teaming in Contra because Contra was one of those games where you were two people played at the same time. Now taper it off right there because Patrick Dad never goes back to the story after that. Um, <laughs> too busy talking about Contra and the Contra code and everything goes along with it. And that's, that's what Bandwagon Nerds is about, right? So before we tell the story, first I want to I want to break down the clip a little bit. So as, as much as Patrick hated listening to himself for a minute and six seconds, we're going to do just a little bit more. On Jinder Mahal, go. Wait, <laughs> hang on. That's the wrong one. Here I'm going go. to tell you all a story about how Greg DeMarco decided he was going to be friends with me. Now, this is the first one. I, I didn't realize that I had a choice. Like, I didn't know that, that Patrick O'Dowd showed up and was, like, auditioning. Or that I was putting out auditions for friends. And, and that yeah. I picked, like, it was Friend Idol and Patrick O'Dowd won. Um but I, I thought that was really funny when you were like, oh, Greg DeMarco decided. He probably felt like he would, you know. I don't know that I'd feel, I I would say that it was more of, I, well, finish your breakdown and then I'll, and then I'll explain okay. myself. So when He's, I moved out to Connecticut, I moved out to Connecticut because I got hired at the University of Connecticut as a residence hall director. And Greg was on. Now, this part is interesting to me because I don't even know if you remember – I was in your interviews. Like I interviewed you. Yeah. I was on the search I mean, committee. That was I mean, that was a bizarre the interview day was a bizarre oh, yeah. day. I remember I remember you being there. I remember that I got hired that day. Like or I got offered the job that day. Yeah, I remember because like, I was out of the interview. I was pulled in by the boss who would eventually tell me I was an egomaniac and and was asked what I thought and asked if they should hire you. And I, I said, yes. Now, I was one of many people they asked. It was not my decision. I'm, I'm sure. Whatsoever. Um, it was just, yeah, that was, which was really strange because on that day, that was one of two interviews I was going to over that weekend. Like I was doing this like interview loop. Um, and so it was, and I, and it was nice that the second interview was the worst interview experience I've ever had in my life. Like That's good. people didn't show up to the end of my interview day. Like, for my last what? interview like so it's like this Whoa. full interview day and i won't name the university but you go through why not very right 16 years ago but but yeah like nobody showed up to my last interview and my host was like i guess you can go and like so i got like no wrap up they just like let me go and i was like i'm not working here uh, um ever so walked away from that and then right before i started the interview day um, I'd gotten called from another university that I'd interviewed with a week before, and they offered me a job right before I walked into the UConn interview and it had to be like, oh, no, let me think about it while I took these other. It was it was a whirlwind week to weekend for Patrick O'Dowd out of that whole deal. Yeah, it was it was definitely definitely was was a crazy one. Um, but that's just I think it was late in the spring. And so that. As part of that process, and yeah, those processes. Oh, it was the summer. Because I, uh, I bombed out. Um, okay. Yeah, it was. Um, it was after the school year it ended. So I it was. was oh, after school year it ended. So we were desperate, and you were desperate, and. Oh yeah, sure. Worked. Imagine had you taken one of those other jobs. Like none of this would be happening right now. Like right, I know, right? That's, kind of a, that's always a crazy thought when you think about you know your journey of friendship and just one slight decision or uh -huh. one one thing could you know, have uh, had such a ripple effect in, you know, years of friendship. I can't I mean, imagine you two we're not, not being friends. We're not telling this story today, Miranda, but had, had Jay Garland not invited <laughs> you to come to SCW and had zero plan for you, 
wouldn't be here either. So we may talk yeah. about that on the hashtag Miranda show because we have a little bit of a Sonoran Championship Wrestling uh, reunion happening. Uh, yeah, teaser. So may, today uh, may not yeah. be the best day, <laughs> but who knows? Um, okay, let's continue. Already there. He'd been there. I think a year, maybe two. I'm not sure. I had been there for five months at that point. I'd started in January, right before you got uh, hired. So, yes, I had started. Give me years. In, in, in January. I was only there for two and a half years total. Um and and before they drove me out of that place. But and no, honestly, kid was born and we didn't want to stay in Connecticut. We wanted to move back. So um yeah, I was I was only there and, and I was on the search committee. I don't even know why they put me on the search committee. I'd only been there for a few months. You're a new guy. But, new guys new guy new people always get on search committees. Yeah. And then I chaired the I search committee and then I got removed from the search committee. So yeah. Good times. But they, it was one of those things that when you when you came in, the day the the Sunday before training, they would always do like a an informal informal social sort of thing, and you could kind of just show. All right, we'll stop there. So, so so basically, you told them about the shirt, and then you guys got off talking right. about the contra code and p- applying it to other games and all kinds of stuff. So, pick pick the story up from from the code because you were wearing the shirt, and that's basically where you left off. So, and honestly, I don't even remember if we had a conversation about the shirt or what. Really what I was going to share was I remember it coming full circle. We were talking about how we became friends. And you mentioned remembering the Contra Code shirt and saying something to me along the lines of, that guy's cool or I'll be all right with it. Like, I'm going to get along with this person just fine. That happened there, like at the the, – mixer or whatever that you're talking about like i literally was like it's the code like on your shirt yeah like like we literally talked about it right then and there and and i probably did say that and then that just literally and then the the rest was the rest was history and then there was the whole then there was the whole you getting me back into wrestling thing yep uh which led to some of the most memorable stories in my relationship that i don't like (laughs) to talk about yeah there's some stories that would not make air we've witnessed some things and and been a part of some uh, things but i mean I'm just shocked that Patrick like openly admitted he used to shop at Hot Topic. Like that, that, that I mean, was a kicker for me. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were going bonkers over the fact that they had their shirts in Hot Topic. So, well, it's, and it's, the thing is, is like Hot Topic, Hot Topic is like Saturday Night Live. It's a very generational thing. Like when I was in college and was going through my, I guess, disaffected youth phase where. Like I said, you just you can go to Hot Topic. You can buy a plain black T-shirt with random non sequiturs or pop culture references, and I had a shit ton of those shirts, and that was that was my casual wear. You know, Miranda, you have probably more wrestling T-shirts than you care to admit. What percentage of those would you say are black? Oh, uh, probably eighty. Probably more. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, wrestling shirts are like born out of the hot topic genre of shirts. And, <laughs> right. and Bruce Pritchard has talked about when they shifted the shirt design process in WWE and how it basically took off after that. So, yeah. It, I just, you know what? I just have a hard time in some ways imagining Patrick at a hot topic because the store is so small. Even I'm pretty sure. Is, I mean, they have. I mean, he's not claustrophobic. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? Like he's never expressed being claustrophobic on air. So, I mean, the fact that the no, store's small doesn't mean anything. So, let's get to the root of this. What it is is Miranda doesn't see my sense of style and or fashion fitting at Hot Topic. I'm pretty sure I've like, gone to Hot Topic with you. 
Right, like, because there was one at Not the... so much your style, too. Just, like, maybe your personality where you're like, mm, this is all a little, you know, posery. Well, so, I don't know. Well, so here's the thing is I've talked about this. When you go into shop at Hot, Hot Topic, I always got a kick out of the people that worked at Hot Topic because they thought they were special for working at Hot Topic. Like, they thought they were better That's than you because <laughs> they worked at Hot Topic. And I want to be like, no, you're peddling corporate capitalization on a culture like and that's the thing that's funny is it, you know that when you look at who created hot topic like don't like if you love hot topic and you shop there and you think you're cool and edgy go look at the old white guy that runs fucking hot topic who is totally cashing in on your sense of style and your personality because that's I'm what hot topic is. i've got some bad exactly news. Yes, if you shop at that time. This is why it surprised me. This exact logic was why. Right. But I think if you're transparent about it, I mean. I wasn't the strong left-wing liberal hippie that you see before you today. Um, Oh, the seeds were there. (laughs) The seeds were there. Trust me. But uh, I I didn't say the seeds weren't there. I'm just saying I wasn't wasn't quite there yet. I wasn't, you know, running exposés on the the wrongs of hot topic and capitalism. Um, And, I mean, the other thing is, is it does pander to things that I love. So like I have a big, like I have a bunch of, I used to have a bunch of those like big rayon button down print shirts with like fucking Spider-Man on it. Oh, Watch out I think I me. still have that. I used to wear it yes, to wear wrestling it. shows. In fact, the ROH show where I worked the door as security, big bad movie. <laughs> oh Yeah doing pat downs and taking cameras (laughs) in a spider-man hot topic shirt that the next day when i didn't wear it i can't i think i wore a cardinal jersey the next day baby and there were and there were people be like bring back the spider-man shirt i was like what i want the spider-man shirt i I will you know what bring it back bring it back i can't it's too big now i've lost too much weight that was was pre-diabetes that makes like it even more fashionable. That's the trend now. Super big clothes. I, I I could probably bring it down out. I still have it. I'll bring it down sometime and at least get, you'll get a look at the shirt. Uh, I don't know yeah. the shirt itself. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I still have that giant ass shirt. It goes great with my uh, serious black Azkaban prison shirt <laughs> that I wear as my bowling jersey <laughs> these days. It's my bowling shirt. It's true. Oh, this is That's wonderful. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. That is amazing. So yeah, basically, I called out the shirt. Eventually, we started talking about wrestling. I'm pretty sure that day, and the rest was history. And now here we are, 16 years later, podcasting, talking about wrestling. And Patrick talks about video games on another podcast. That I, agree I do. With. So yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. But hey, that's what the world's all about, right? And that's what we do. All right, Miranda, sell some T-shirts. Yeah, so if you don't want to shop at Hot Topic for your T-shirt because you don't want to support capitalism or something to that extent. Just support a different kind of capitalism. (laughs) Our capitalism. It's a different form of capitalism. It's indie capitalism, which is really, is it capitalism if it's indie? I don't think so. Um, Just created that logic. So you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirts. There you can find over 25 different varieties of t-shirts that includes different logos, different styles, different colors, including the unofficial official 
Patrick O'Dowd t-shirt, hashtag save tag team wrestling. Of course, you have Jesus did the job and his dad was the promoter. Chair shot 316, various use your head t-shirts, uh, chair shot worldwide, uh, the OG chair shot shirt. And of course, you know, I always plug the queen of soft style shirt that you can purchase in soft style. Uh, t-shirts there start at $19.99, but if you want to add just a little bit extra to get your t-shirt in soft style, you can still come out with a t-shirt for you know less than $25, $30, depending on shipping and handling and all those things. So don't forget prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. I mean, I received met like if I didn't do this topic, I would have there would have been a lot of people wondering what was wrong with me. Like literally uh, either Patrick or Miranda I was having this conversation with. Like I am inseparably linked to this person. Jinder Mahal is is at this point, even if I didn't like Jinder Mahal, and I do, it wouldn't matter. Like like there's two people that that whenever they do anything significant, I am expected to get involved, and that's Jinder McCall, Jinder McCall, Jinder Mahal, and Adam Cole. So here we are. Jinder Mahal makes his triumphant return to WWE Raw this past Monday night, April 27th. What a glorious, glorious evening it was to see the modern day Maharaja making his return, victorious as only he can be. Jinder's back, and I couldn't be more excited. I mean, come on, like, 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 we should all be rejoicing and, and doing a Bollywood dance and just being so excited about Jinder being back. Start dancing. I mean, I'm excited. It's because you're smart. You understand well, how the business works. I did laugh because I loved how you talked about it on Twitter, like your lone tweet I've seen in like the last month and a half is you talking about the amount of mentions and how much they blew up because like Jinder a Mahal. Christmas tree. Even my wife was like, well, you get all these oh, messages guilty. about gender. Like, yep. Guilty. I, I, I Oh, you're both guilty. The... You're both, both parties on this podcast with me. You're guilty as hell. <laughs> I mean, I just retweeted and tagged the, like the Fox yep. announcement that Jinder Mahal was back. And I was so, basically, yeah. I was the living embodiment of the, the Shaq gift that everybody sees and knows all the time. Like, that was me at the thought of Jinder finally making his triumphant return. Um, but here's the thing. Every time Jinder comes back, and he suffered a couple of injuries, and things pop back up for me with Jinder Mahal, I also get asked, why? Why do you love Jinder Mahal so much, Greg? Why? And so... I want to take you guys on a stroll down memory lane because in 2017 at WrestleMania 33, Jinder Mahal performed in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That was, of course, the Battle Royal most memorable for the first WWE appearance of one Rob Gronkowski. 
and Gronk was the person. I mean, Gronk was who, or Jinder was the one who interacted with and, and basically put over Gronk. And I've got a, a, some sound I want to play for you now. Shortly after WrestleMania 33, I was a guest on the 100th edition of the DWI podcast. PC Tunney and DPP, of course, PC Tunney, the moderator now for Pot is War. He and DP still do DWI podcast. Here is part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And they wanted me to come on for the 100th edition and they wanted me to talk about Roman Reigns because if you remember the the very next day was you know Monday Night Raw Roman Reigns of course beats The Undertaker and cuts this promo this is my yard now now I edited out the 10 minutes of booze and shut the fuck up and everything before that because well we just don't have that much time this is my yard now and so I agreed I would come on their show I would talk about Roman Reigns. I believe I was on there for like 15 minutes talking about Roman Reigns. I played a little game called Braun Strowman's Favorites, which I'll I'll probably play a clip of that on this show at some point too because it's an absolute blast. But when Tony set it up with me, I said, I'll talk about Roman, but I want to talk about Jinder Mahal. And remember, at this point, Jinder was nobody. Jinder was nothing. And he was like, "What, what, what are you talking about? Why do you want to talk about Jinder Mahal? I was like, I want to talk about Jinder Mahal or I'm not doing the show. And, of course, I would have done the show. But, uh, so they, okay, so I talked about Roman, I played Braun Strowman's favorites, and then I had the floor to talk about Jinder Mahal. And so this aired in mid-April of 2017. This took place right, like, it was literally recorded probably the Friday after WrestleMania 33. So the shakeup hadn't happened yet. Nothing had gone down yet with Jinder Mahal. The only thing Jinder really did was worked the... Uh, Worked the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So it's a minute and 25 seconds with what I had to say shortly after WrestleMania 33 about Jinder Mahal. On Jinder Mahal, go. <laughs> so the whole thing about Jinder Mahal, and I thought this watching WrestleMania, and he he was put there for one reason, and that was to, to put over you know, Rob Gronkowski. And it's like, shit, I got to put over Gronk. And all Jinder did was make himself look like a fucking star in the process and obviously someone noticed because last week he, he's put in a good spot on raw this week he's on raw with finn balor and what does he do well number one he knocks him the fuck out and yeah. number two, he comes out of the match looking strong and i don't know if someone pulled him aside like triple h in the back and was like here's what you do because this is like reminiscent of Shawn michaels where Shawn michaels will sell his ass off for you but when it was his turn he is getting his and that's what i see in jinder mahal and before WrestleMania, I never thought I would be on a podcast talking about gender fucking Mahal <laughs> in a positive way. But half of me hopes he gets moved because I feel like the guy has an opportunity to shine if given the opportunity. And there's not a lot of opportunities to go around, but I think he's going to get it. I just have this gut instinct that he impressed enough people with his WrestleMania showing that, that you know, they're, they're truly not going to hinder gender. He might get the shot, and I really hope he does. I feel like he's earned it. Uh, he changed his look. He's getting noticed, and I just think that it, it could be he could be the surprise of 2017. Ring the bell, DPP. That is a world record. So there you go. Me spending a minute 25 seconds, way longer than the 30 seconds they gave me, talking about Jinder Mahal. Now I want to. There's, there's a couple of notes that I took of uh, regarding what what you had just heard. So I want to kind of go over those real quick. And I always forget about this, but. I'm probably the only person in the history of mankind that was able to compare Jinder Mahal to Shawn Michaels. Like, yeah. that's impossible. But I did it. So I'm pretty proud of that. 
Like maybe that'll be the first Greg DeMarco shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com is I compare Jinder Jinder Mahal equals Shawn Michaels. That'll be the shirt. <laughs> no one will ever buy it. Um, not even me. So, so that's so so that's point number one. I compare Jinder Mahal to Shawn Michaels. Anybody want to argue? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, I wanted to argue that point whatsoever. Jinder Mahal is not Shawn Michaels. I know this. Um, but interesting. So I said they should move him to SmackDown. Patrick, what they end up doing? Moving him to SmackDown. Moving him to SmackDown, yes. I said it was a good instinct that he might get the shot. Did he get the shot? He got the shot. He got the shot. And looking at the year 2017, would you say he was the surprise of 2017? I would say he was most definitely the surprise of 2017. I don't yes. think there's much question there. Because here's the crazy thing, right? A few weeks later, Jinder gets moved over to SmackDown. There's an injury to somebody. I don't remember who it was. Maybe like Jeff Hart. I don't know who it was. Somebody got hurt. They were supposed to wrestle Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. They had a six-pack challenge. Jinder Mahal emerges victorious. And one person predicts Jinder Mahal to win the match. And here's what happens at Backlash. Patrick O'Dowd. Backlash. 2017. Backlash. You know, JBL is so underrated on commentary. Like, when he's in a big moment, JBL is so good. Like, go back and watch Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar from WrestleMania 31. JBL's commentary is absolutely brilliant. Like, his whole point of his commentary is whether or not Roman Reigns is ready for that spotlight. Like, it's literally the the perfect commentary to sell that match. Um, and he did a great job here too. The hell is frozen over, like really selling the fact that Jinder was not supposed to be there, and yet here he is, WWE champion. Miranda, we didn't know you at the time, no idea you 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 even existed. When Jinder Mahal won the WWE championship, what what'd you think? I, I was nothing but a gleam in my parents' eyes at that time. So then you'd be uh, three way, years way old. Far no, I mean, no, no, nobody, nobody went into that match, maybe except you, uh, went into that match thinking he was going to win the world championship. It just, at that point, um, it felt like it was just a filler match and um, to, to beat Randy Orton, like it just that that's just something that you don't that that's fantasy booking to the extreme. Um, but it, it happened. It was truly the shock of the year. One of the most shocking moments that happened that year, but probably, I mean, top it there on the decade um, because it really was something that was surprising. Um, and even though it wasn't for a lengthy amount of time, um, it was something that really set the tone for, you know, the transition to AJ and even just, you know, establishing him as a, as a really uh, solid heel. I mean, that, I don't think that would have been as effective without the title. Oh, yeah. Gender, gender was, was that. Patrick O'Dowd, did anybody 
predict that Jinder was going to win the title? Why, Greg, what forever do you mean? <laughs> at that point, I had no choice. Like, at that point, I had to pick Jinder to win that match. Yeah, I mean, we did. that was back when we were doing pick'em shows, if I do recall, and I'm fairly certain that, that you probably said, I'm picking him. I had to. I, I mean, it's, right. it's like, you know, when I said that Seth Rollins was going to cash in money to make it WrestleMania, I couldn't get off of that at that point. Like, I had to stick with it. And there I was on the edge of my seat at the end of WrestleMania when there was four minutes left in the broadcast, freaking out, and Patrick's tweeting, four minutes left, and, and I'm just seriously scared that this isn't going to happen. Same with Jinder. Man, I was on the edge of my seat when Jinder was wrestling Randy Orton. And, you know, I probably, honestly, after it ended, sounded like the Hindu commentary team. Oh, DDT ring off the rope. DDT kia hai. Aleke Jinder mahal yaan se aage. Pakal liya hai. Oh, khalas, khalas maar diya hai. Kavar ke liye ito. guys are so happy i love it so much where where, where, where's gender from originally canada yeah (laughs) yeah he's canadian he is of punjabi (laughs) descent however but no no i know but it's just it was it's hilarious because you like there's real emotion in Uh like that commentary that play because it's it is a monumental win for other reasons not just because of gender pulling the big upset and yeah, at the same time, I was like, I mean, he's from Canada. Or he was born in Canada. <laughs> Close enough. They're going right. to take it. They, they well, took no, it and ran with it. Again, it, you know, there's an, there's an ethnicity involved there um, that is, you know, definitely never been a WWE champion prior to Jinder Mahal. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, mean, I think for, for the company, too, um, I – I didn't realize how many fans they had in India um, up until that point. I don't know if they just started to come out of the woodwork or just um, they had I mean, always been there and we just didn't just it's, it, it's it wasn't a as visible. Big but. Country, <laughs> it's like a third no, of the world population. I just, I like, just you know, millions of people. There. I did not associate at the time a big wrestling fan. It's like, it's like five Americas. Of other sports, of course. I mean, cricket's big there, so I know they have a big cricket fan base. But I mean, but professional wrestling, I, I did not realize, you know, uh, there was a huge fan base in India. I mean, you wouldn't go into the global footprint of professional wrestling. Like, it doesn't matter almost in many cases what country you go to. There's a real following. That's why the WWE has been able to go where they're able to go, mm-hmm. whether it's shows I agree with or disagree with. But like, it, and it was it's the same thing with, you know, you look at smaller companies like TNA when it wanted to make money for a while could go to Europe. Oh yeah, like anywhere. Mm-hmm. People I mean, suggested just, like, just the big people suggested Europe, like people anywhere. suggested moving TNA to Europe. It's like just because right. that was where they were profitable. And that's where they were making money, and they had amazing crowds for their product and. It got over like, like gangbusters, and it was just so good. Um, 
but here's the big thing about why uh, I love gender so much. Yes, there's the element that I called it, and and because I called it, I'm forever linked to it, and I'm cool with that. I'm totally fine with that. But but to me, gender represents opportunity because at the time, if you remember, Shane McMahon was all about SmackDown being the land of opportunity, and that's why I said they needed to move gender because to me, if there was going to be anywhere where gender got a chance, it was going to be at the brand that had been deemed the land of opportunity, which is kind of funny now because those are flip-flopped and Raw is more the land of opportunity, but we're talking about 2017, not 2020. And not just that, but like gender was fired from the company, released, was gone for for two and a half years, completely changed things around like he'd fallen off. There's an amazing interview with him on a podcast called Start Today and with with Chris Cavallini, where he basically talks about his descent into, you know, not caring anymore and, and how he completely turned things around, turned his lifestyle around and had really gotten himself into a good spot about two months before the call came from WWE, and he showed up ready to go and just took off ever since. And and so he's just it's just a great story and should be a motivating story for a lot of people because he was a joke, let's be honest. Like, before Jinder got released, he was a joke. And he was part of three-man band with Drew McIntyre and Heath Slater, and it just was terrible and and and. You know those guys didn't. They were they were a joke, and, and gender was a joke, and they were probably losing three on one handicap. I know they were losing three on one handicap matches at the time, but gender comes back and impressed people with his work. And next thing you know, he he makes the most of an opportunity at the WrestleMania 33 Battle Royal. And I honestly don't think there was a push plan for him before that. Like if you go back and you watch that WrestleMania 33 Battle Royal. He makes Gronk look like a million dollars, and Gronk had never stepped foot in a wrestling ring before, and that's just. That's what it's all about for me, and that that's what that's when a company sees, okay, we can do something with this person, and that's why I think gender got his opportunity. Now, there's injuries involved, a lot of other things involved, but he made the most of it. He bought into the character. He, he would cut promos. He would speak Punjabi. He would, you know, change his look, he, what he would wear. He just did so much to make sure that he was what he needed to be and just literally made the most of it for basically – ever and and now is still remembered for that to this day he will always be a wwe champion like you cannot take away the fact that jinder mahal for almost six months held the wwe championship no one can ever take that away um you know think about what it meant when kofi kingston won that championship two years later so that's just such a huge thing and and gender will always always have that Opinions from you guys. Any taking away whatever anyone thinks of gender the performer, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you got to have some love for the story and the rise. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good story. And, you know, back when this happened, because we definitely talked about this on the Greg DeMarco show when we weren't on hiatus, and, and I remember having the conversation and drawing a comp to another guy who's now on running his own company in, in sort of taking what's given to them and, and making the most out of it and, and seeing that opportunity grow. And that was Cody Rhodes. Like we, we talked about Cody and just the number of different gimmicks and no matter what he was given within the WWE he would do it, whether he loved it or didn't, but he would do it, and he would do it to the best and the fullest of his ability. And you had to respect that. And the thing that I remember walking out of when we talked about it at WrestleMania, or at that WrestleMania, was that gender was given a job, and he did it to the fullest 
and the best of his ability to do what needed to be done for the company. And a lot of people could learn from that as performers because that's why he's in the position that he gets that he's in now. That's why he has the stability that he has now. And a lot of people, you know, out there in the, in the, you know, wrestling fandom universe run this dude down with, with no really rhyme or reason why, because all that guy's ever done since coming back is what's been asked of him. And he's done it in the best way that he can. And he's done it really, really well. And he's earned his spot and he's earned what he has. And I, I just don't understand how people can fault that. I agree. Talking about the idea of he earned it. I'm more fascinated with his journey coming back and that comeback because uh, at the time, I'm sure, you know, people didn't take it very seriously. Um, and even to the point of that match, you know, even though he came back stronger and much more prepared and even just much more of a menacing character, um, you know, people just didn't think, you know, outside of Greg, that he was world championship material. And he proved a lot of people wrong. And I think he also is a bit of this archetype for people leaving the company and coming back. He, to me, in kind of the, the modern iteration of, of wrestling, that he is truly the archetype of people of the story of someone leaving into to to just you know wrestle somewhere else take care of their shit whatever they do but they come back better they come back stronger they come back more prepared to do exactly what patrick mentioned to do what is asked of them to the best of their ability to take those moments take the bull by the horns and you know make it a lasting impact in their career and you know, Drew McIntyre, that is someone who, when he left as well, um, and, you know, different circumstances with different people, of course, but, you know, him coming even back to NXT and, and what he was able to do during his time away from the company, um, the comparisons were there with gender first. Um, and I don't think a lot of the people would be looking at a lot of these wrestlers coming back to the company in the same way if it wasn't for Jinder's story and his experience. And even opening doors for people who have left and, and now come back, um, that he probably, you know, has that that um, element in his history as, as well for, for other wrestlers and performers because he did so well with his return. So that that to me is kind of the more the the most fascinating aspect of it. But it ties into exactly what Patrick was saying regarding his performance at WrestleMania and you know ultimately, you know, Greg's prediction of him winning the world championship. And you know it's funny because Jinder also was in NXT. Like I don't think a lot of people he had already returned to the company, but he was in the tournament to crown the first NXT champion. Um in fact, he made it to the finals where he was defeated by Seth Rollins. Um and and you know, and, and basically put him in position. So he had an NXT run before the NXT run was a thing. But the interesting parallel with Drew McIntyre, you know, is if it wasn't for gender, people wouldn't be claiming that Heath Slater is going to return in three years and be WWE champion. So it's it really all the prophecy with, must be fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, the prophecy. There's there's not, just too much to not for this not to happen. It's not going to happen. It might. You never know. Um, so maybe maybe this is my gender Mahal Hill that I will die okay. on. Who knows? Hey, maybe I got three years from now. I got we'll obviously obviously we'll I got to respect that right. I got to respect that, right? Because I got the gender one. So, um, 
So let's fast forward to today. Jinder's back. He, he's on Raw. What do we do with Jinder Mahal, Patrick O'Dowd? Oh, I think he'd be great against Drew McIntyre. I mean, obvious, obvious match is obvious, but it should happen, too. Sometimes obvious right? is a good thing. Yes. It's too bad Apollo Crews is hurt. That'd be fun to watch, too. Jinder's probably going to find his way into the Money in the Bank ladder match, thanks to Apollo Crews. Oh, that, that's what I was thinking. As soon as that happened, it actually would be He's got to awesome. get his title shot somehow, everybody. I'm just saying. Like, you know, he's got to <laughs> Oh yeah, like he definitely needs needs to get in there somehow, and and that's the perfect opportunity. Give Jinder the briefcase. SummerSlam, Jinder, SummerSlam, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal. And of all the the heels in that match, you know, quote unquote heels, I actually think it would suit him really well to have a run with the briefcase. Um, I, I think that he would be really calculated with whatever he decides to do, hope, hopefully calculated. Uh, but I think it would do wonders, too, for just his his return and, and have this run of dominance. The, I'm looking at it now as, you know, uh, hopefully something that they, they honestly pursue. Because we're not doing a Baron Corbin run again. We're not doing it. No, no, we're not doing it. There's not. If we if we do a Baron Corbin run again, I will not talk about it. Like it just won't happen. Won't make the airwaves until he cashes in unsuccessfully. Um, but no, the gender gender run is something that I think needs to be real, and and I'd be really excited to see happen. And I just you know, for the me the whole thing about Gender Mahal is that it's for every complaint that we have that WWE will shove somebody down our throats, picks who they want to pick. And, and and that you know, unless you're chosen, you won't have opportunities. Like Jinder's the the exact opposite of that. Like he is the one who's had opportunity. He is the one who took opportunity, created opportunity. He's proof to a lot of wrestlers out there that this is possible. And if you talk to a lot of wrestlers, they love Jinder Mahal, and they love Jinder Mahal for that reason because he's the representation of what could be, and and what is possible. You know, he, he's he's. He's Kevin Garnett screaming anything is possible after uh, after a basketball game. So, Jinder Mahal back in a big way. Hashtag unhindered. Jinder unhindered, and I could not be more excited about it. I also could not be more excited, talking about a transition, to tell you about PowerSlam.com. TV. Powerslam.tv, of course, is a great way to catch up on some pro wrestling. You know, you're sitting around right now. We even talk about it at the beginning of this time, but it's week seven of the quarantine. Who knows if there's an end in sight? Some states are trying to reopen and it's going to backfire on them. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. But you sit there, you go over to ProWrestlingTees.com, you purchase your your soft style t-shirt, just like Miranda told you to, then fire up the internet and go on over to powerslam.tv. And you don't even have to pay for that, at least not for the first month, because you can get your first month on us just by putting in the promo code CHAIRSHOT. I'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side of this. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. 
Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. So head on over to powerslam.tv. Put in the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv. Promo code CHAIRSHOT. Over 150 of your favorite promotions and combat zone wrestling. Powerslam.tv. Promo code CHAIRSHOT. WWE is being sued by its own shareholders. And I wanted to spend a couple minutes on this because I just find it fascinating and I, I just hope it offers some perspective to people out there. Real quick, WWE shareholders have sued WWE for a litany of reasons, mostly over what's being termed fiduciary responsibilities associated with waste of assets, counting out stock when the price was inflated, issues with Saudi Arabia, and of course, the XFL. Interestingly enough, the company was actually sued by the City of Warren Police and and Retirement System in December and the Oklahoma Firefighters Pension and Retirement System in January. This is a real thing for WWE facing a lawsuit like this. Patrick O'Dowd, what does this mean to the company to to be facing something like that? Uh, It means that they're facing hard times of letting a lot of people go and people are pissed about it. And... So, so this is what we do when stuff like that happens is that we, we, we sue, um, means people are losing money and they're holding, trying to hold the WWE accountable to, or responsible for the loss of their money. Um, and, and I guess really will, it's, it's unfortunate that we don't have Dave Ungar on, on the show today to kind of talk about what this will mean once it gets settled. Um, cause I'm assuming it'll get settled. I don't think it'll go to court, but, uh, what do I know? Miranda, what do you think? I think it's gonna, we're going to hear, probably hear some more, you know, interesting information. Um, you mentioned, Patrick mentioned, it's probably going to, to be settled. It's, it's not going to go to trial, but even then, um, I'm sure some interesting information may come out, uh, regarding, um, you know this particular situation and uh i don't know how in depth the initial information went in regarding like issues with saudi arabia and xfl um we do know that something that originally wwe had stated with you know wwe not having um any fiscal involvement with the xfl you know when the, the bankruptcy proceedings for xfl came out that wasn't uh, completely true. So I imagine that there may be some other things that, you know, originally the company may have said that, you know, was one way with stocks is, you know, maybe blurring the lines or maybe uh, untrue. So who, I mean, it's hard to, to tell, but also looking at the companies that did uh, file this lawsuit too. I mean, you're dealing with, you know, police officers and fire, firefighters too and that just in general is just a bad pr thing for wwe um just you know the fact that these kind of public service entities are, are coming um at them uh and you know for the for the most part some most people you know really don't know what goes on behind the scenes but when you look at just what happens on the surface level when people read a story in a headline like this it doesn't do wwe any good especially after all of the uh the furlough that, that they've done and letting people go, it, it probably continues to be a PR nightmare over there. And I think that's more of what it is, the PR nightmare. I don't, outside of the XFL, I don't think there's much to these lawsuits. I really don't. Like, it's really hard to prove right. that you violated a fiduciary responsibility running a company that's still profitable. Like, that's, 
really hard to prove that that point. And Patrick made a great point earlier. The Warren, the City of Warren Police and Retirement System, and the Oklahoma Fire Firefighters Pension and Retirement System don't sue if they're not losing money. And and that's the thing. Like they feel they have a responsibility to those paying into their system to make wise investments and chose to invest in WWE. I'm sure they invested in many, many, many other stocks as well besides WWE. People cash out stocks all the time. I, I can't see that being something that, that has a lot to do. Saudi Arabia is a deal, is an international deal. It's going to be really hard to even get all the information. It's funny that one of the the, the suits, some of the retirement systems, talks about like people being held hostage in Saudi Arabia. Like Literally, they probably cited Dave Meltzer in their, their <laughs> lawsuit. I mean, come on. The XFL, Can you imagine though. Meltzer going on the stand? Oh, he'd love it. Like, he'd that... love it. Uh, he would fucking it, love it. Put him and Brian Alvarez on there. No, don't put, Brian Alvarez would destroy your case if you put him on the stand. Like he's such a douchebag. Right, he walk, you see him from a mile away, and you're like douchebag. Wow. Um, <laughs> he is a douchebag. Yeah, like Meltzer just got his t-shirt tucked into his underwear, but that's fine. He can still sit trial and, and not ruin your case. Um, these are all true things that I'm saying, by the way. The uh, <laughs> the part of it for me that would concern me is the XFL. Like that. There right. does seem to be something there. And I don't know. They did initially say that there was no, not going to be any financial involvement. And the only thing I'd be interested to see if comes out is when the financial involvement took place. Because at the time that the WWE said that, there probably wasn't any financial involvement between WWE and the XFL. But things happen. League needs to be funded. You know, the XFL actually wasn't doing terrible, by, especially compared to the first iteration and definitely compared to the, the Alliance of American Football. So it, it, it definitely was something there. I don't know that a lot's going to come of this. Um, it, it is a bad PR thing, like Miranda said, and if anything, they settle just to get rid of the PR issues. If this were to go to trial, I don't see WWE losing. Um, I just don't know if it goes to trial, and, and who knows. The interesting thing for me about this is this is what separates WWE from everybody else. This is what separates WWE. People are going to hate this. This is what separates WWE from AEW. This is what makes AEW tiny compared to WWE. And, and everything that people argue between WWE and AEW literally means nothing when you realize what you're dealing with with WWE. There is a multi-layered global conglomerate. They are a billion-dollar business, and, and, and they have billion-dollar business problems. They don't care if the revival shows up on being the elite next week. Like, they just don't, okay? They don't care that John Moxley used to be Dean Ambrose and now he's the AEW champion. They, they really don't. Like, there may be one or two individuals in the company that do care, but these things that the internet fan loves to harp on does not matter at all to WWE. They're dealing with huge retirement and pension systems suing them over fiduciary responsibility. Do you think they really care about the ratings war between AEW Dynamite and their third tier show NXT? They don't. Like they just really don't. And and it just strikes me as so funny when I see stuff like this and it just puts it into perspective. This is there's really no comparison. It, it's 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 not even apples and oranges. It, it, it's apples and softballs with with these two companies. And this is something that, that you just see. And, and look, anybody who wants to, to, to take this and call it out and talk about why WWE is amazing and, and or WWE is horrible and AEW is amazing, look into how Shad Khan got his money and then you'll realize <laughs> that maybe you shouldn't be having that conversation. So just a little perspective. 
Hopefully, that helps some people out a little bit. If that doesn't help you out, Patrick O'Dowd will help you out with this. It's time for another edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. So Jinder Mahal's back on the roster. Anybody could lose to him and get a rub, with the exception of Baron Corbin, because Baron Corbin sucks. That'll do it for this week's edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. I can't find the three-minute warning song. Like, I don't know where it went. I can't find it. You got three minutes and you're out of here. The clock is (laughs) ticking. You got three minutes. Three minutes. That's amazing. Like, seriously. You're that welcome. Was, that was such good shit. <laughs> that was fantastic. I'm still looking for that's it. A- I don't know where it went. Maybe <laughs> I accidentally deleted it. I don't know. That That's... that's well, Patrick that's just gave you a, a new recording of it. You don't even oh, need trust me. He, he may hear that at some point again in his life. Like, that's... Uh. Maybe on his birthday, which is coming up. Actually, you know, I it's funny. I found the old, uh, and I know you found it too. I found my old bullshit segment soundbite on this computer, this laptop. That's how old this thing is. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. it's on my desktop. We have every, it. I thought it was so funny. I just listened around to the world are receiving breaking news We've used that it. CM Punk has sneezed. One no, the original game, one without this stuff in front of it. He has uh, uh, with WWE. He then confirmed his return by tweeting something completely unrelated to wrestling. Backstage sources believe he'll come back at SummerSlam, but plans may change. Patrick, this is Lee Emery, and I just wanted to say that I love Patrick O'Dowd. Hey, I'm out of snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. The wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd, bullshit internet report of the week. So yeah, without the CM Punk part at the beginning, basically, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah, we used to. Yeah, it's it was much shorter. It was, <laughs> but that one was just too good not to add. So you know, we had right. to we had to add to it. I really can't find it anywhere anyway. But we got three minutes, okay. then we're out of here. The clock is ticking, but we're in the clear. And the three minute warning is so simple because Patrick O'Dowd, you love this kind of stuff. Raw has tumbled in the ratings. Record-breaking lows for Raw. So bad. Sky is falling. It was still number two, number three, and number seven for the night. And I just, I just love the narrative that comes out with this because it's, it's just as easy for us to spin it positively as it is for them to spin it negatively. Like it's, it's just they're still number two, number three, and number seven for the night. Right, which tells you more about what people are doing on their television than anything. Like it. It tells you that people aren't watching TV. Like that's really what all this all this number tells you is that people aren't watching TV. Outside um, of the news, yeah. Outside of the news, you know, which is why Orange Face can talk about how great his ratings are. Um, which that's a whole other thing. Yeah, nobody's watching TV. Like, there's no new programming on. Like, and this is original programming, but I don't know about you guys, but it's hard to to watch wrestling right now like it is no it's like I, very true it, it's like, just such a different dynamic that it just it's 
it's you know it's an empty arena there really you know isn't a lot going on visually and uh there's still good wrestling happening but it's it's you know i think everything in, in general is very repetitive um and it's just harder right. now to go back to wrestling every single monday when you're already stuck at your home you know some people are utilizing well, this time to be with their families or just check out you know new stuff on netflix and you make a great point because this is the other thing is I like this tells you that people like audiences aren't in a place to to where they're really looking for entertainment too, and at least right now like and I think that this is very reflective of just the greater happenings that are that are going on around us that people are not necessarily using their newfound time at home to just sit and watch television they're they're you know whether it's been finding ways to do things with their family like i've done more with my kid um now that's just kind of unique to what we've ever done because of where we are in this situation like like we don't like we we don't chill and watch tv the way that you know we may have on a typical saturday or, you know, we've now got a planned Friday night, which we call, like, he calls it a sleepover, where we hang out in the family room and pull out our, you know, pull out our sleeper bed and stay up late and generally watch, like, Disney Plus or something. That's about it. We go outside. He goes on my walks with me. Like, that's that's the sort of thing now that people are doing. Like, they're, they're not watching TV in general. And... It's a it's a big nothing burger, Greg. In my in my opinion, this whole thing is a is a bigger nothing burger than even when we have, you know, people in the arenas. Well, and the thing about it for me is that you're right. A lot of people aren't watching TV, but of the ones who are, the key demographics are still watching WWE. Like that's the thing right. that that bothers me. But it's it's all about the narrative and, and, and the phrase I used to use on Twitter all the time, your shitty narrative and it's just coming back up because that's really all it is, is their shitty narrative so yeah, it's it's all about the narrative and it's just all really, really dumb and that's what brought us to, to where we are by the way, I found it alright gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good make it good all right another one is in the books i hope you enjoyed our look back at the amazing career so far of jinder mahal as well as wb getting sued and stupid people reacting to ratings and the story about how patrick met greg because that was a lot of fun and hopefully you guys enjoyed that you can reach Patrick O'Dowd on the Twitter at the wrestling at the wrestling. See now everything's the chair shot. You're the wrestling, the hashtag, and and the Twitter and the Facebook at wrestling realist. It's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Check out Bandwagon Nerds every Tuesday noon Eastern over at thechairshot.com. You can find Miranda Morales on the Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. Hashtag Miranda Show gets recorded right after this show each and every Tuesday night as well. A lot of fun coming up this week with that and uh, stuff that I don't know about, I'm sure. So that's always a blast for me. Uh, maybe Miranda doesn't know about it either. That's the fun part. 
And of course, the Greg DeMarco show. Lots of fun. Check out the first two episodes. Kevin Gill and Denise Salcedo. Good fun, good time, and yeah, you'll be you'll be glad you did. So, who knows what the hell the world will give us to talk about next week? Because this week we got to talk about this guy. Yeah. Dave, it's me, Dave. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.